So, you've just finished A Court of Thorn and Roses, and you're craving another fantasy world to devour. Dipsy's got your back. Dive into spicy enemies-to-lovers tales or embark on an epic romance between immortal fae and sworn foes. They've got fantasy romance stories perfect for your morning walk, late night, or long bath. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. I gotta tell you that the immersive soundscapes are really what makes a good sexy story different from a not good sexy story because it just like adds like it's hard sometimes in like reading a novel to like get the actual feel of what's going on but when it's like oh we're like at the coffee shop and this is like actually happening it's like very different (laughs) and there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves greek gods and goddesses regency era historical fiction for you sam and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure new content is released every week so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again you can always find something new to explore dipsy offers a modern approach to romance through high quality and captivating audio fiction for listeners of the show dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash just break up that's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash just break up. Dipsy stories.com slash just break up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. (laughs) This week, we're going to tackle topics like gaslighting, playing therapist for your parents, Mm. and fighting for people. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that we don't know what we are talking about. That is correct. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. Um, In fact, I... (laughs) Do you want to tell them? Yeah. um, Sierra doesn't know how to spell my last name, apparently, uh, because I was checking in for my flight here and found out that she thinks that my last name ends in three L's and not two. (laughs) It's like Blackwell. Am I right? Right, exactly. Yeah, so I had to get on the phone with the Frontier people who were very kind. So fly Frontier, everyone. Yes. Promo code, just break up. Okay, it's Blackwell. (laughs) I obviously know how to spell it. I was just very enthusiastic (laughs) to buy the tickets to Essen. I was like... Um, Anyway, this is all to say, uh, please take our advice as you see fit. We are just here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. Welcome to episode 68, everyone. Yay! I know, it's so different doing it in front of people, which is what she and he and they said. Right. Um, it's a sex joke. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta relax a little. Like, okay, let me 
to get some champagne. There um, you go. Drink the champagne. That'll help. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've never been to Austin before. But he was really cute, and he go- he's like, I was reading an article called Unique Things About Austin. Yeah. Did you all know that you have the largest bat colony in yes, North America? Yes, everybody knows that. <laughs> and, he, and on the way here, he looked up your population. because That's he's... right. It's about 900,000. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very facts-oriented. You want to get into the check-in letter? How do you feel? I feel great. How's your I'm posture? realizing that we just we didn't decide who was going to read what letters before we got up here. So. Uh, well, that's because we're not professionals. Okay, um, I will go uh, one and three. Great. So, okay. okay, so our check-in um, actually is sponsored or sponsored, inspired by a letter <laughs> from someone. Named- they paid us to <laughs> <Yeah>. read it. <laughs> That's not actually a bad business plan. I know. <laughs> uh, this is from DW, who's writing from The Void. Um, and basically, DW is wondering about how you handle rejection. Yeah. So, you know, people saying, I don't like you, or you asking them out and them being like, no, sorry. Yeah, and I, and I think it's particularly, it's not just like, oh my God, he didn't match with me or swipe right or right. left or whatever it is. It's more like, I need to put this down, I'm drinking too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's more like uh, when you're like vibing with a friend and you're like, yo, I think I have feelings for you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, <laughs> you know, like that's nice. Yeah. You know, um, I actually, now that I think about it, I did that once. A man that I was friends with when I was a lot younger, I'm just remembering this, who was a flamboyant gay man or queer, hmm. queer man, mm-hmm. um, uh, said to me, like, I think I'm having feelings for you, but I was so young and inept and unqualified <laughs> that I was like, thank you. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what do you say? I mean, well, we'll, we'll talk about it right now. Yeah. Um, uh, it just caught me off guard because I didn't know that he was, he had more fluid sexuality, and I don't think he did either. For sure. Um, so in that instance, I didn't do the right thing. I think I was like, cool, do you want to look at this puppy? You know, like, I instantly, like, rerouted it, you know? For sure, yeah, um, distraction is a good way to deal with that, definitely. Yeah, that's definitely not going to, like, crush people's hearts. Um, okay, so I think the, uh, the the letter also pointed out, we won't read it, but um, DW's letter pointed out, like, this feeling of all of her friends mm-hmm. um, getting matched up or being the one or not being, like, the stepping stone person. Yep. And so I wanted to just point out out, like we th- we all think Sam loves to say this we love to think that we're the most fucked up person in right, the room for sure and I think t- dealing with rejection is like the first thing is to recognize that the most beautiful person you have ever seen in your entire life deals re- with rejection maybe from their parents mm-hmm. or their work or their partners like because not everybody is attracted to everybody like sure. that it's such a con- so mm, taking yourself off of the pedestal of suffering, you know, right. to say yep. that rejection happens to everyone. Even the most beautiful person I've ever seen has been rejected by somebody who is like at least seven points below them. <laughs> <laughs> That's real talk right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, but also like it's hard because rejection I think is one of the most painful like experiences that you can go through. You're talking with the most like prideful person ever. <laughs> yeah, right. You want to know how I dealt with rejection? Uh, my girlfriend dumped me 13 years ago and I held on to it and we're dating again. Finally, <laughs> vindication. That's how I deal with it. You just, you get right. obsessed with someone. <laughs> you love them intermittently for 12 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't host yeah, I don't this think podcast. That's, a, that's a really not great advice, okay. to be honest. Um, don't take that one. Well, uh, okay, real talk though. That is probably the most, un- I'm so glad that she like loves me and forgives me. 
me now. But that was probably the most ungraceful I was for rejection because we were dating. I was 21. I was a hot mess. Yep. You know, and making, you were in love with her, and I, and I was in love with her, but I wasn't treating her like I was in love with her, and uh. there's a difference. <laughs> um, and so we, she was like, "This isn't working anymore." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did that thing where you call someone late at night for like six to twelve months, <laughs> you know. <laughs> After you break up, and I'm not even kidding, I'm so ashamed of it. And actually, one of the ways we reconnected, like, five years ago, we've, like, emailed off on and off for the course of that 10 years or whatever. But one of the ways we reconnected was I sent, like, a really sincere, like, I'm an adult now. I'm really sorry. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, the most humbling and embarrassing thing I could admit on this podcast stage is that when we reconnected and I was like, yeah, sorry about that again. (laughs) Sorry for calling you late at night for like six months straight. Um, She never answered. Talk about good boundaries. Yeah, seriously. Good for her. But she was like... She probably blocked you. "Mm, She probably should (laughs) have, but she was like, yeah, the girl I was dating after you was like concerned. (laughs) And I was like my pride <laughs> like I was like well she should have been because <laughs> anyway uh, so that's this is me humbling myself and saying yeah. I did not take her breaking up with me uh, how you say very well no you didn't handle that rejection well at all apparently no. and, and well breaking like rejection down it's basically it's hard for us to deal with the fact that like not everybody wants us or not everybody wants right. us at that time or is capable of it and it's it's funny this is this like this touches my on my ego a little you know mm-hmm. i just uh how do you handle the rejection no. i'm over here like well i light my body on fire <laughs> yeah, right. like, and i stalk my ex for years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh no i was actually thinking about this because I, uh, I feel like rejection comes in many forms and I was like recruited for a job recently Mm, and someone like literally was like taking me out to coffee and be like, Oh my God, I have this job opening up. Like dating you professionally. Yeah. And was like, here's are all of the reasons why you'd be such a good fit for this. Please apply. And I was like, okay, I guess. And then like the more I talked to him about it, like the more excited I got. And then I didn't even make it to the final interview. He ghosted you. <laughs> yeah. And that he job ghosted you. He literally ghosted me too. And like did not call me back for like a week and a half <laughs> because he didn't want to give me the bad news because he also felt bad that he had led me on. But it was like... He should. Right? But it was like, oh my God, this, I remember now what it feels like to be dumped. <laughs> like oh that God. is like the pain that I felt in terms of like, I was just trying to live my life over here. And then you came in and told me how cool I was. And then suddenly <laughs> decided not to return my phone calls. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. So um, I have some, some really fresh wounds in rejection. Um, but I think like one of the things that helped me that like we talk about all the time is like it was not about me, right? It had nothing to do with me. But then how do you combat that to people like, I don't know, like me? Yeah. <laughs> Who is like, but she broke up with me. <laughs> so how is it not about me? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My neck vein throbs. Right. Like. It might have to, well, it might have to do with your behavior. It had, <laughs> it might have had, right? yeah. <laughs> Uh, it might have had to do with like my experience compared to other people, but it had nothing to do with me as a person. And let's break that down. Like you are, you are inherently not your behaviors. You are only who you are in that present moment. Right. People can hold you accountable to the past. Right. We, you know, we have. We're going to talk a lot today about like 
giving yourself permission to start over. Mm -hmm. And I think about that in terms of rejection to say, like, instead of having that that shame of being rejected bury you instead you're like well they saw they were privy to that part of me but mm-hmm. they don't they're not privy to the future me where i am a badass bitch and i get that job or yeah, whatever for sure. yep. or i end up dating her again <laughs> <laughs> gotcha right just yeah no and just it's kidding we totally have a healthy relationship right. but it doesn't like look it's... like it <laughs> or sound like it doesn't sound like you it. do she's wonderful she is thanks uh but it is real like i also like went home and like cried on my couch and like didn't like (laughs) like and so it you felt rejected I think sometimes we get so like involved in the head and heart work that we're like oh I can't I can't wallow or like I immediately have to start like doing things better and like that's absolutely not true like rejection fucking hurts like it's okay to be hurt by rejection and it's okay to be hurt by other people but what was great is that, like, in that moment, I also had the tools and resources to be able to be like, well, I don't want to be hurt forever, yes. right? Like, I, I know that this isn't about me. I know that this isn't the only job for me. Like, I know that there are things that are going to be better for me in the future. But, like, I didn't want to do that. No, and I'm going <laughs> to jump on that head and heart train because I wrote, head and heart work actually sucks. <laughs> 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 and by that, I mean it doesn't <laughs> feel good it you know what feels good like numbing yourself ignoring discomfort Mm -hmm. doing all your old behaviors being like oh fuck that bitch for not wanting to date me instead of being like wow sierra you cheated on her and you know like (laughs) (laughs) you know the audacity of 21 year old me being like she left me well you treated her like crap um (laughs) she knows all of this (laughs) um anyway head and heart work doing like it doesn't suck forever yeah but the but the tension uh, or or the friction of pushing against um maybe like your lower subconscious right yep. and instead trying to get into that process of like it's not about me i'm whole i'm worthy i'm safe i'm lovable i'm qualified for sure but it, and it's not about me and this experience this projection doesn't take anything away from that absolutely but recognizing like that doesn't feel good that's not comforting that's no. not like a you know, doing three shots of tequila and eating ice cream. For sure, yeah. But you could do all all of those you things. You could do those any of those things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's real. Like, the head and heart work sucks in the moment, but it, right. like, leads to things that are better, right? right? Like, I didn't... Dare I say it's like exercise. Right. <laughs> Terrible metaphor. Right? Head and heart work, make sure that you don't stalk your girlfriend after, you, <laughs> after she breaks up with My you. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, makes her, her current girlfriend concerned for her safety, right? Like... More like my mental health which was valid also uh but like gets you to the point where you can actually have like a really healthy relationship yes. with your girlfriend right yes. like the the healthier you are the well, happier you here's are here's a perfect example because apparently we're talking about all of the skeletons in my relationship's closet that's what this podcast is about actually Literally, yeah <laughs> um i could i there is the ego in me the human in me could still totally feel hurt that she left me. For sure, yep. And isn't that a fucked up thing that 13 years later, I can still feel the child in me that was rejected. Mm -hmm. Like the the child in me uh, that heard, no, I don't want you, you're not lovable, right? Right. But instead, I have to do that uncomfortable head and heart work and be like, not only is that irrational, but that's not present. That's not letting me implement all of these head and heart heart work tools that I have, you know, to actually have a healthy relationship and let go of that for sure i mean that's it's about asking yourself what can i let go of what is holding me back what is what is keeping me from achieving my happiness and the last thing i'll say about it um 
is I found in my phone notes, I have no idea who said this. I mean, I wrote it, but I don't know where it came from. But it was just like a phone note that said, false victories slash false failures. No idea <laughs> what I was talking about or what that's from. But I took it to mean like, we give a lot of power to situations that are uh, like built to disempower us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody on Bumble or or a significant other, especially somebody who you you like a friend that you're like, hey, maybe I have feelings for you, and they say I don't reciprocate. Like that is a false failure. That's right. not a failure, right? Right. That's something that we're calling a failure just because it feels awful, just because rejection stings 13 years later mm-hmm. doesn't mean I failed then. I was just being a human. My love wasn't wasted. Uh, her love wasn't wasted. Yep. That time wasn't wasted. I was just moving through the landscape of humanness. There was no failure there. Right. And probably the same for victories. Like, oh, I'm in love. I'm married. I'm, uh, I own a house. I right, and therefore a- I've won. Yeah, right? yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not real either. We're all just... Doing the best we can. With right, Austin? <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Any, cool. do, you, do you have any, like, mortifyingly embarrassing rejection stories that you can share to even the playing fields? Um, one time I was on Grindr, uh, which is, you know, the gay dating app, and I, like, was in between pictures or something because... Oh, my God, I, I remember yes. the story. Oh, my and God, so, like, I love I, it. I love um, it. I was, like, it, they have to, like... Make sure that your picture isn't of your penis. Like you have to like, <laughs> and that you are an actual person. And so like, there's like a period where you don't have a picture. And I was talking to someone, and it was going super, super well. Like we were really connecting. And he was like, "Oh, you don't have a picture? Can you send me one?" And I sent him one, and he blocked me immediately. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like so. No, it's so funny. funny. It's so <laughs> painful. <laughs> oh God. And that's what the dating world is like, yeah, y'all. Totally. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. But okay. listen, I'm beautiful, so like, what is it, what does it matter what he thinks? Whatever. Oh, that's funny. And I just have Sierra here to, like, constantly hype me up. Oh, totally. She's like, oh, my God, your hair looks so good today. I, I told like, okay, him that his you. hair looks like the physical man- manifestation of the wafting move. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. You want to get into some letters? <laughs> yeah, right. All right. This first letter is from Alexis D. from... It's from... Oh, fuck. <laughs> we have to edit it. <laughs> oh, you weren't okay, supposed to say so, where. Um, this Luckily, is a, f- is a huge... F- yeah. So, like, it'll be fine. So, this is something that we do when we record at home. Spencer, you're going to cut this whole thing out. Um, we say, uh, sorry for the extra work. <laughs> um, well, like, when we mess up... We, we, we do the whole podcast in, like, a whole take essentially give mm-hmm. or take some if we flub like reading your letters um and so then we'll say like sorry spencer when we make a mistake we like leave him little love notes so like it, i just said this person's location and they asked to be from the void because i am you know not prepared and <laughs> <laughs> or professional or qualified and um so spencer's gonna edit this out and we're all gonna say thanks spencer, thanks, spencer. you're attractive and talented <laughs> Sorry for objectifying you. <laughs> you can awesome. cut this whole thing out. <laughs> no, no, cut it all out. You can, or you can bleep the. Yeah. <laughs> and the second one and right the, there right. too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're doing so well. We're just we're really rocking it. Okay, silence, so I can start over. 
This first letter is from <laughs> Alexis D. from The Void. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alexis writes, so this guy and I own a business together. We start... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sam's first note on this is just woof. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Alexis, here we go. We started as friends and then best friends and then eventually became lovers. It was almost like us until that. <laughs> mm, I don't know if the almost lovers. I, I haven't seen your butt yet. Um, That's true. I've always objected to getting together romantically because, you know, business. But he was persistent, saying things like, quote, who says this can't work for us? And, quote, you're my best friend. Quote, I love you. I'm in love with you, etc." And I gave in. At the same time, he's married but separated. None of our romantic things started until his wife moved across the country with their young child, though. Also, at the same time, I found out that he's been having another girl on the side who he's been with on and off. As time went on, he proclaimed that he was in love with us both and can't choose, and that unless he can date both of us, he's not going to date either of us. Over time, we fight and argue and make up on and off over our, quote, relationship, until one day he went away for a trip abroad and then called me and told me over a long conversation that he misses me and has thought about it and realizes that he wants to be with just me. He wants me to be with him wherever he goes. He comes back from this said trip. We talk some more about it. And then I asked him to maybe take some time out to think carefully because this is not the first time he's gone back and forth about us. He said that he's sure. And so we committed into uh, to a relationship together. Two days later, he said he wants out. <laughs> He says he feels tied down and realizes he doesn't want a relationship. As you can imagine, I was hurt, betrayed, and devastated. I asked him about our long conversations prior to the commitment and all that he said said uh, he thought about, and he said he doesn't remember, and at any rate, he's changed his mind. I was so, so angry, but some time passed, and we made up, and we continue to be best friends while also sleeping together. <laughs> I find out that the other girl has moved in with him and I confronted him. Only after being confronted did he admit that they're in a relationship and that they live together. I called him out for lying to me and once again I felt hurt and betrayed. Some time passed and we mended our friendship and he tells me that he realized that he no longer has feelings for her at all and it was just physical. And he tells me that he's in love with me and wants us to be together until one day I confront confront him over some suspicions and he tells me he's actually dating her again and that this time he realized his feelings for her are real and he just wants to be my friend. Like TLDR shitstorm. Yeah, seriously. This was the last straw for me. I'm furious and angry and I can't deal with this shit anymore. Now, under all normal circumstances, I would have walked away because I can't stand being treated like shit anymore. I'm hurt and betrayed and I feel like I'm losing everything because in spite of it all, he is a really good friend. We have a lot in common and we share a lot together, but I can't walk away because of the business we co-own. It's doing very badly right now, but I put my entire life savings in it. And for various reasons, his girlfriend now works for us because we, <laughs> because we need the help and can't find anyone else. 
Every day for me is torture. I hate having to see her, talk to her, and work with her. I hate having to talk to him. I feel trapped, and I can't move on with my life. The only option I can think, think of is to cut my losses, real physical dollars, and just leave and start my life over. But I'm not sure I'm ready to give up everything I own yet. How do I survive this? Mm. Thank you so much, Alexis. I swear I we can't do live shows because we're gonna have, we're gonna start a riot. Yeah, right. We're gonna be like, Accountability, emotional <laughs> commitment. You yeah, know, right. Like, um, okay, so Alexis, all laughs aside, we all know that this is incredibly painful mm-hmm. and um, and embarrassing and hurtful and and you feel stuck. And I just want you to know that Sam and I and everybody in the audience are feeling for you because. I mean, I, I can't lie. I have been in, a, the, not the same, but a shit storm of the same category, you yep. know? Yep. Um, and I know that when you're in that, you can't see the trees through the forest, or the forest for the trees or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can't see the light at the bottom of that well. Right. Um, you just think you're going to keep digging and keep digging, and eventually you'll find water. Eventually the business will work. Eventually the girlfriend will not be the girlfriend anymore. Eventually he'll stop being what I would say is a very low-quality, toxic friend. Yep. But what you're missing here, Alexis, is that even though you feel stuck, there are there are, is a way out of this. For sure. Like, we can laugh and, and say what a shitstorm is, is, but there are tangible steps you can take to seriously improve this situation and your life. For sure. And I think that the first thing, Alexis, is that you need to see the situation for what it actually is. I wrote in all caps, let's review what a friend is. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, yeah, and my thing, when it says he is a really good friend, I r- literally wrote he is not. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> this, is, this is what I want to point out. I know, Alexis, you're saying he's a good friend because you have shared quality experiences. Absolutely. I and have, you have a good past together, too, right. right? Like, I'm not trying to negate the fact that at one point, maybe he was a really good friend to you. Right. But right now, the, the behavior that he is, is partaking in is not good. It's toxic. It is manipulative. He is gaslighting you because he is saying one thing and then he's pretending that he didn't say it. Yeah. And he is putting you in situations that are making you so uncomfortable and compromising your mental health so much that he is nothing like a good friend. Yes, absolutely. And I think that so many people... So many women, so many people with giving hearts, Mm -hmm. you know, people who uh, really, whether through, like for me, it was my childhood. I always want to see the best in people, Mm -hmm. right? I always want things to be okay. So people who have the capacity to see the good will see the good like the 1% good, right? right? And they'll be like, oh my God, that 1% good is the biggest 1% I've ever seen. (laughs) Like it's like, you know. That's um, real, yep. And I just want to, I want you to take stock of what you have already lost or sacrificed to keep this person in your life. Like literally take, yes, there's money, physical money, right? You've lost because your business is failing, right? Mm -hmm. But how about like your morals or your pride or your happiness? Like, do you wake up every day feeling happy? Because that should be the goal. Right. That should be that should be prioritized over your financial losses because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, sure, we live in a capitalism that makes us all, you know, essentially unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like capitalism rules us. I can't pretend that money doesn't matter. Yep. But th- this type of stuff 
Alexis, your life is too short to stay in this mm-hmm. business, to yep. stay in this friendship. I can't, I can't code it in any prettier words. Your life could, you literally, you could lose a close family member tomorrow. You could get into a life, my, uh, an ex-boss of mine just got into a life-altering car accident. Yep. And now him and his partner's life will be different forever. Mm-hmm. It is too short to be to prioritize relationships that constantly make you feel hurt and unhappy. And I Absolutely. know, and I know, and I know how hard it is to get out of this, but it sounds like you've been in it long enough where I just need to give you like the splash in the face reality, which sure. is you just need to leave. Absolutely. And I know that it is really hard and that there are so many complicating things in it, but it's also like people walk away from really hard and complicated things all of the time. All the time. And I don't mean to say that like that I'm trying to compare you to them, but but what I am saying is that like you have the capacity to be able to do this. Other people have done this, and you can do it as well. And I know that it feels like you can't. Like You literally say, but I can't walk away. But you can. I mean, we all have choices. We are all are actors in our own stories. You have the ability to walk away from this, no matter how hard it is. Yeah. And I can tell you that it's going to be really, really tough when you do it but that it's going to lead to better things than the, the agony that you are going through every single day right now. Yeah, I want to zoom out too and talk about just in general like when people feel trapped in mm-hmm. relationships. I remember I had like a life-altering mental shift when I was like in a shitty situation and um, my sister was like, well, you could just leave the, not, not in like a dismissing of domestic violence survivor sort of way yep. <laughs> you know like oh just leave right um but in like a she said well you could move to uh you could move back home to new mm-hmm. york it was like when i first moved to minnesota and i was like oh but i have a lease and she goes people break leases all the time right people end businesses all the time yep. and i and i just want to say that out loud clearly because i think we get we forget that because mm-hmm. we feel we feel stuck and and when you feel stuck there's you it's like treading in quicksand. You just right. feel more stuck and more anxious. Here's another bill. Here's another thing, you know? Um, yeah. And I think, like, um, you know, this is probably the hardest thing that you've ever done, but, like, what was the last hardest thing that you've ever done, right? You probably didn't think that you could do that thing either. Yes. But you did, and you yeah. had to, right? And I and, the, and sometimes there are things that we just can't change, and I think about this a lot since my dad passed, is, like, I did not think that I was going to get through that, right? Like, I didn't, but I also had no choice but to do it, right? right? I had to figure out how to make sure that I could get up every day and continue to live my life. Right. And I think that this is something similar, right? Like, the only option here is for you to not be with this person and in this situation because it is slowly killing you. And it's hard, but you can figure out how to do it. Yeah, and let's, I, I want to go, I want to review again what a friend is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to make sure we touch on that one because I feel like there's a little bit of a confusion. Yeah. But I, I also just want to point, like, out um, how, how people start over all the time. And you're, Alexis, you might not feel powerful right now, mm-hmm. but your assertion of your will, your, you making your decisions is your power. Right. That is a power. Your assertion of your will is a power, and you are so powerful if you start making decisions for yourself. Absolutely. I want to talk about what, a, what the fuck a friend is. <laughs> um, Merriam-Webster defines friends as... Not a tool bag. <laughs> um, because I think that, like I was saying before, people with like those bleeding hearts, um, they want to see the best in people, and they want to see the best in people because it's like, what if one day he was that whole person 
right? Mm -hmm. He was that whole person. And, and I brought this up in one of our earliest episodes, like how I had a crush on somebody and they just like never gave me enough of them. And I was like, oh my God, I'm just getting like 30 or 40% of him and it's so painful. And then all of a sudden I was like, that is his 100%. <laughs> mm. I'm not going to get any more from him because yep. that I'm getting the whole version of him in that present moment. I think people who have the capacity to love so deeply and forgive so deeply often forget to live in that present moment, mm -hmm. not the past, not the potential, not the future, right. but right now, what is he bringing to your life other than a fucking ulcer right. and a failing business and right. a broken heart? Like seriously, like take stock of what you have right now and what you're losing. Mm -hmm. And I want to big you up too because I know we're like being a little hard on you. We like went out the gates the show with like <laughs> trauma and you know a shitty relationship. And That's right. We had to keep the audience engaged, on brand. Right? <laughs> um, but you have you can do this. You can think of all the people who start their lives over at 45, 55, you know, 65. My grandmother was going to classes until like the year before she died. Mm -hmm. Like we are the more set in stone we are, the more solidified we are, the, the, the less we can experience the true joys of, of living, right? That might sound like a Hallmark card, uh -huh. but like, I hope if, you know, you guys know I'm a writer, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to lay like a metaphor on you. Ooh, I love your metaphors. Thanks. Okay. So like, I want to be like wet clay. <laughs> How like many books have you written? Four. Yeah. <laughs> Are you just like out of metaphors now? <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay, not a beehive, yeah. not a rib cage, wet clay. Wet clay, right? I, I want to yep. be, or a wet sponge. <laughs> is that better? <laughs> I'm, all We're going to go back to wet clay for sure. I yeah. want to be malleable. Mm -hmm. I want to be malleable. I want to, I hope, okay, let's, let's get into some family shit. <laughs> My cousin, mm -hmm. um, uh, who was born a man who is gender fluid, mm -hmm. uh, wore red nail polish to visit my grandmother. And my grandmother like, was fine, but was like, why are you wearing that? As though the answer would be anything other than like, because I like it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, my dad told me about that, and we kind of got into this debate about He's like, well, you know, it was just different. Mm -hmm. And like try, trying to defend like why it wouldn't just be like nothing, you mm -hmm. know. And um, I said to him, I really hope that when I'm old, I take the, the new young world around me and just like I'm in awe of it and accept it for what it is and are joyful for them yeah. for experimenting or trying new things or making the world bigger and safer and cooler. Like I hope that I say... I say I stay wet and malleable. Mm -hmm. Sex joke. Yeah, um, Whoa! <laughs> what kind um, of show you know, is this I, turning into? <laughs> I hope that I stay. I hope that I can. I hope that I'm like totally blown away by new revelations when I'm 80. You know, yeah. and I think that takes showing up and recognizing that we're always new. We can always start again. The day is new. The opportunity is open to be whatever you want it to be. Um, this is all to say, Alexis. You can, you, this is your life. Yep. You deserve to be happier than this. Absolutely, you do. At, at minimum, just get out of the business. Right. Right? And then block, 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 right. block him, for sure. Yeah. Assert your power, live your life, find your happiness. Sam That's and right. I believe in you. Um, yeah, we love you so much. We love you, Alexis. Thank you. Thanks for writing.
wet clay. <laughs> Sierra is wet. <laughs> yes. You heard it here. <laughs> I am ovulating today. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Congratulations. <laughs> I've been preparing for it. <laughs> Y'all, as a self-employed person, as a mom of a toddler, I am always struggling with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, you have full control over your subscriptions and a clear view of your expenses. You can see all your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, Rocket Money can help cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month. So I can clearly see my spending habits and check myself if needed. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even help try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, which I obviously love as a somewhat introverted, conflict-avoidant person. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Rocket Money has over 5 million subscribers and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just break up. That's rocketmoney.com slash just break up. Rocketmoney.com slash just break up. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Quince has things like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. This past month, I treated myself to a pair of new slippers because I'm in that hashtag mom life era of my life um, in which (laughs) um, I am never not in slippers. And these are 100% Australian shearling lined clog slippers. And I love that they're slip on, but they have those durable rubber outsoles. They're super cushy, super comfortable, but I feel like I can run outside to like take the trash out in them while also like staying warm and active in the house. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right. Our next letter comes from Jess Anonymous, who's writing from Australia. Australia. 
Sam and Sierra, firstly, I want to say thank you. I just went through my first ever breakup, and your podcast has been getting me through the great days and the awful ones. More importantly, though, I want to thank you both dearly for helping me reopen the door to introspective thoughts and healthy communication that my relationship so firmly closed for me. I love you. I love you. Right? However, this letter is not actually about my relationship, but my mother's. During my breakup, I decided to begin speaking candidly to my mother about love, relationships, and heartbreak for the first time in my life. She responded in the best way possible by opening up to me and being candid in return. Mm. She has been such a great support. However, she has now begun to regularly speak to me about how deeply unhappy she is in her marriage of 25 years to my father. This puts me in a difficult position. Because I'm all honesty... If my, I sat my mom down uh, as a friend at brunch, I'd tell her to just break up. My father does not treat her well. He is a racist bigot to his core, an alcoholic unwilling to change, and she expresses to me that they simply do not see the same retirement as each other. Their life goals just do not align. She tells me that she made a mistake marrying him and that she is envious of me for having the courage to leave my boyfriend. I do not live at home. My brother and I both moved five hours away for uni, and my parents own and run a business together. Oh, my God. Red flag. (laughs) (laughs) Don't open a business with your partner. (laughs) Just kidding. So despite the animosity, they are each other's whole world and only small world. Consequently, I doubt whether she will ever get a divorce, despite how unhappy she is. My phone conversations with her really don't hurt me or my mental health. However, it hurts me knowing she has such a passion for life that is being stifled by a man with none. She wants to get out and experience the world while my dad would happily get drunk in a fancy hotel bar for fun. So far, I have remained an impartial ear for her complaints, and I do not close, and I am not close with my dad, so I have never once heard his side of the story. I only wonder if there is some way I can help her build the life she wants in this marriage or out of it, where she can enjoy her third act and be happy. I just don't know what words to use with her or how to navigate this space. But the one thing I do know is that I don't want to close the door on this new candid line of communication. Hmm. I love her and only want her to feel loved. Well, thanks for writing, Jess Anonymous. Uh, Yeah, I really love, I pulled out this sentence um, that just break up had helped you reopen the door into introspective thoughts and healthy communication that my relationship had closely firmly closed for me. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote like, how do we help? How do, how do we help <laughs> uh, other people open that door to introspective thoughts? I think a couple things first come to mind, but I'm not, I'm not totally sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you and I try to do that on the podcast, but I'm not sure what it would be like with a very intimate family member, especially sure. a parent, even if there was that power dynamic. or I mean, even if there wasn't... Uh, there is a weird power dynamic with parents sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and your parents' relationships, like, that's stressful. Um, I, I did write down a couple thoughts, though, is first... Um, don't assume that they aren't already having those introspective thoughts. I think that mm-hmm. for some reason, I think that we tend to, to see, process, and understand the world around us through our lens of experience, understanding, our rules of reality. Right. That, and my rules and my lens of understanding is a thousand percent different than yours. For sure. And everyone in here, even your most intimate partner, even your twin, like you see and process and understand the world differently. And the world functions under rules, laws of understanding or, or mm-hmm. action. You're unique to each person. And I think just 
just because your mother is unhappy doesn't mean she's not making the choice to stay for the right reasons. Hmm. Does that make sense? I just want to, I could be totally wrong, but I just wanted to first suggest like, don't underestimate your mother just because she's unhappy in this relationship. For sure. There might be a lot more nuanced decision-making happening but you are privy to the conversations and I'm not. But I but I wanted to put like it's like I wanted to put mom first mm-hmm. in the conversation and also say that mom is uh, an independent agent of change in her life. Absolutely. And she might be enacting her own choices right now in a Absolutely. way that you're not seeing them. Yeah. Right? And I think um yeah, I mean Which I think is that's it. It's like, yeah, you can't you can't judge other people for the way that they're reacting in those moments, right? And so, like, there might be a multitude of reasons that your mother stays with your dad that you aren't privy to or that you haven't yet figured out how to understand. Right. right? Like, she just might not have any desire to meet someone else. Right. Or if she doesn't feel, you know... Absolutely. And I think we need to respect people's decisions within relationships as to, like, why they are making those decisions, It reminds me so much of, like, when in our interpersonal life and on the podcast, when people are like oh my God, my friend or my sister or my roommate is dating this shithead and I hate him and she just (laughs) needs to come to terms with the fact that he's a shithead Mm -hmm. and it is so hard for us to, again, accept like, I can't control other people's actions and I also will never fully see the world the way you see the world and vice versa. Like, I just will never, we will never, we could be like in sync totally, but we will not see and process the world the same way. For sure. And you can sometimes not even understand why that, like what that person sees in that other right. person, right? right? You're like, right, totally. what is it though? I don't understand. Yeah. I, I mean, racist alcoholic for one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But so that's the first step, right? Second step would, I would think of your mother, um, similarly to our first letter, like I, I would ask your, if your mom came on Just Break Up, <laughs> it's a TV show now. Oh, great. Um, and said, I'm in this marriage. I don't know how to get out of it, yada, yada. I would say, first I would say, what do you think, what is the worst outcome? Mm. Imagine the worst. Mm-hmm. And what's the worst? She, I mean, beyond like, you know, murder. Right, yep. <laughs> right? Um, the worst could be, um, it's a nasty divorce. Um, you lose the house. Mm-hmm. That that sounds like a pretty awful but manageable, manageable thing. Yeah, like for sure. the things that we can get through as human beings. Yep. I think sometimes I like to imagine the quote unquote worst because my anxiety is like, it's awful. My anxiety is like screaming in the background, just yep. being like, it's so terrible, you're gonna die, it's gonna be awful. Uh-huh. And then it my girlfriend would be like, um, so the worst that could happen is that they don't accept you into this program. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? Death was imminent, you know. Um, for sure, yeah. I recently went to like a like a conference with Elizabeth, the author Elizabeth Gilbert. Amazing. Amazing. And she talked about like the different uh, levels of our brain. I'm going to talk about this very scientifically, obviously. That's right, yeah. um, and she said that our brains are similar to like computer computer processors that like when you update your when we evolved as human, our old brain is still there. Mm-hmm. Like just like how like brain 1.0 is there and brain 2.0 and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we, that's like our animal, our lizard brain that just wants to fucking kill and eat. Right. You know? <laughs> I am ovulating, so. <laughs> um, uh, watch out. <laughs> um, but 
And then the next brain is the, uh, the 2.0 brain is one that we're allowed to form human connections, have mm-hmm. family units, care if another one of us is suffering. And the final brain is like the one that's, al- that's capable of spirituality, creativity. Mm-hmm. The, the example she gave was like um, the, her ancestors in northern Minnesota making beautiful woven woolen wool blankets to last through the cold winters. Like they, she said, they didn't have to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. We evolved to make art and beauty not just utilitarianism you know functionality what the fuck was i saying about this i don't know okay (laughs) (laughs) where am i going with this brain thing oh oh but she says uh when we are faced with the unknown Mm -hmm. right we're unsure of what will happen if you get a divorce mom jess's mom our brain instantly reverts to our lizard brain right and our lizard brain has evolved to be to think that everything we don't know is death. Right. Around yep. that corner, you're going to die. <laughs> you fight that opponent, you're going to die. Uh-huh. You run out of food, you're going to die. You, you don't procreate, you're going to die, right? Yep. So the lizard brain is saying like, and that's why you're in your, when your anxiety happens, you're, you physically are like, I'm freaking out. I feel like my world is ending mm-hmm. because your lizard brain is taking over. Yep. And so I want to say to you, Jess's mom, <laughs> <laughs> Your lizard brain take over. Right? Don't listen to it. Yeah, yeah. It's not helping you. Yeah. It's a lie you're telling yourself. It's a yourself. gecko. Yeah. It's tiny. Squish it. <laughs> I would never, ever squish a gecko. That's good. Um, <laughs> but why I ask, what is the worst that can happen? Because it's not death. Right. Right? It's, it's discomfort for the greater purpose of happiness mm-hmm. later, the more authentic life. Right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, um, I absolutely agree with that and that that it is important for us to always think about like how we are how we are reacting to thing and how things and how we want to respond to them right and so that is exactly what you're talking about but i also think that it is um it is important Jess that you make sure that you are also modeling this behavior for your mom too right like Sierra and i are successful in this podcast because we talk about our feelings and we talk about the things that we've gone through we own up to the shitty stuff that we did and the shitty stuff that we are continuing to do often. Uh, and, <laughs> but also just being like, you know, this is really hard stuff that we're going through and there are, and everything that we do is so fucking complicated and it would be so much easier if our lizard brains could just kick in and be like, good and bad, this or that, right? Fuck uh, or kill. Right? And so, <laughs> but like, <laughs> those are my two options. <laughs> uh, but I think, that, but I think that having these conversations with your mom and and continuing to say there are other options out there. It is not just you have to stay in this relationship because you are because that's what's expected of you, right? Um, and modeling that behavior and continuing to have those conversations. That's how she can begin to like to see things differently and maybe hopefully uh, decide that your dad is not someone that she wants to be with. I, yeah, I would use words. Sorry, go ahead. No, go, go. ahead. No. I saw it on your mouth. Do it. Okay, but I'm going to change the subject, so maybe okay, you want to... Okay, yeah, save start. it. Yep, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would... I, you were saying, like, I don't know the words, um, Jess. I would say things like, so how do you picture your life without dad? Mm-hmm. What, do you, what steps do you think you would have to take to get that kind of happiness? For sure. Why do you think you're unworthy of that happiness? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um... What makes you think uh, that that this life is more uh, deserving to live than a better, more authentic life? Yep. And it doesn't all have to be so heavy, Jess. I you don't 
you don't have to walk her through this. You're not responsible for walking your mother to um, yep. the lake to drink, right? Yep. You have to just be like, well, there's water over there. Do you mm-hmm. want to maybe check it out? <laughs> Weird, yeah, no, weird. I, I was like thinking about like fish or lead, you know, teach a man to fish, lead a horse yeah, uh-huh. to water. Yeah, it's great. A lot of water metaphors I going can't. on. It's because you're so wet, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People who ovulate know. <laughs> you call it a damp basement. <laughs> Do you call it that? My girlfriend does. Oh, she, my husband always asks people when they like, they're like, oh my God, that guy's so attractive. He'll ask them if their basement is flooded. Yeah. That's like when you're turned on. <laughs> what you guys don't know is like, I, I don't like like poop jokes or uh-huh. like, you know, but my girlfriend and Sam's husband, Peter, are like the queens of trash humor. Yes. You know, like, yep. <laughs> like fart, burp jokes, boner jokes, butthole jokes. Oh, <laughs> like, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Anything you could imagine. There are things, like, I want to tell you how awful Peter's we, jokes are, but, like, I also don't want to subject you to them. Yeah. So I will, I will hold them in and, and take it one for the yeah, team yeah, for yeah. you all. Um, but, yeah, so that's also, that is where I was going, too, is, like, it's not your job to lead your mom through yes. this process, right? And, and in the same way that when our friends date people we don't want them to date, we can't control who they date, right? right. Like, we have no control over that. All we can do, and this is critically important, is continue to support them and love them so that if the time comes when they decide they want to leave that awful relationship, they know that they have people to love and support them in that. But you're not your mom's therapist. Yes, you are not. And you should consider asking your mom to go to therapy. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) We all deserve to go to a therapist. Absolutely. Um, The last thought I have on here that I don't want to forget is I want you to... And anybody in the audience or the world or Jess or your mother, um, I wonder who your mother would be um, if she wasn't faking satisfaction. Hmm. Like who, when you wake up today and you go to your job or you talk to your family, like what would shift if you weren't putting on that face? Why did you have to do that? (laughs) Lean in, bitch. (laughs) All right. This is like one of those moments where I'm like, fuck, why do we do this podcast now? I have to like think about things differently. I know. <laughs> I know. This podcast has held me accountable to so much, which I know, is good. It because sucks. like I hate it. I do think it prepared <laughs> me to have that healthy relationship with my girlfriend um, or like be a good person. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Decentering love, not important, whole, you know. Um, but it is a bitch <laughs> like, to, be, to be like a healthy, evolved human being. It's exhausting. I know. It's stupid. Ugh. Why even Thank, try? Hey, thanks for doing it with us. Cheers. Yeah, right? Cheers. If you've got a cup, cheers. Cheers to all of you. And to us. Head and heart bullshit. <laughs> mm. Okay. So, Jess. So, we love Jess, you. We love you. We, we love your mother. Yep. Real talk, your mother could stay with your dad for the rest of her life and still live a very happy life. Absolutely. Because our romantic partnerships do not define us. Mm-hmm. Even if we stay with them, they don't yep. define us, right? And your mom might just be making the right choices for her life, and they don't reflect your life. Absolutely. And that's like a hard pill to swallow, but... And all you can do, as the only thing that we can do for everyone that we love, is to be there and support them and help them to make decisions that are healthy for them, but also just to, to be there when, when times are really hard and be supportive. Absolutely. Thank you for writing Jess Anonymous. We love you. We love you. All right. Yeah. Woo! Okay. Last letter is from Kate M., who is writing to us from The Void. 
Hi, Sam and Sierra. Thank you for your podcast. I've been listening to it for a few months, and it's really amazing. I would love to have your opinion on this current situation where I'm honestly completely lost. My previous relationship lasted eight years. We were so in love, and he was definitely the one with whom I imagined my future with, having lots of babies, buying the house, growing old in rocking chairs on an old porch, the whole package. Then I don't know what happened over the last year. I, but I went through a serious, serious breakdown. I was being depressed with my job, felt overwhelmed with everything around me, lost, lost grasp of who I really was and what I really wanted, etc. And I hugely messed up. Like, it was grandiose self-sabotage. Basically, I became too close to another guy and had an affair. Mm. He discovered it, and we broke up. And honestly, I could, find all the, I could find all the available excuses, but none of them are valid. It was just incredibly dumb. Anyway, I've tried to leave him uh, space after the, I tried to leave him space after this and was honestly too shameful to contact him again. Fast forward to a year later, I struggled I struggled to create any new romantic relationship. I realized that I'm still so guilty and heartbroken over this and that I'm somehow hoping we might reconnect one day. So I do that thing you do when it's late and your emotions run over your hard drive. I write him an email in which I open up on my feelings one year later out of the blue. What I didn't expect is that he answered quite fast, opening up on his feelings about how he used to be in love, how he was so deeply hurt and hated me for months. Boy, that was hard to read. And how he had recently found peace and forgiven whatever happened. Even if, yes, all hopes for our relationship are now dry and dead. We had a few back and forth email exchanges until I said something like, I hear you and I understand. Also, you're still so important to me. Could we get a drink? With no ambiguity, just to catch up. And it didn't get a response. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it was still so great to be able to talk, and I'm really grateful for that. But at the same time, I'm still so in love with him, and it feels awful to drop all those hopes of us getting back together and to be completely shut down from his life. The barrier that he set up seems quite clear, even though a small voice tells me, fight for him, girl, try harder. Something along the lines of, you messed up and you should do work. So how do you know when to keep trying and when to stop before becoming toxic? And how do you know how to how do you mourn and move on after a hard breakup, especially when you're the one that messed up? Mm. Thank you so much. All right, thank you for writing, Kate. Um, yeah, I just want to like sit in like a in in um, witness to mm -hmm. like a terrible human experience Absolutely. of like if if you have this experience out there, where like where you were the one that fucked up mm -hmm. and that you still. Like, I won't even ask if people cheated, but, like, if you feel like you carry some toxic regret over a choice that you made in a relationship, will you raise your hand? Okay. People who aren't <laughs> raising your hands, good fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I love you. You are the glue of our society. Right. <laughs> you, are uh, the one, you are the nice ones that we do bad things to. That's right. <laughs> You Just make kidding. up for us fuck-ups. It's great. Yeah, sorry. Uh, love you all. <laughs> or, like, good job forgiving yourself. Yeah. You're like, we did that in our work. <laughs> um, okay, so I just want to say... <laughs> Okay, for the people at home, a large number of the people raised their hands. Yes. Some did not. <laughs> because they're wonderful and healthy. <laughs> uh -huh. Or fucking liars. Either of those things. <laughs> I was going to have, like, great parents. Just kidding, great I love parents, you all. You know, um, <laughs> 
Okay, uh, I say that because I think almost worse than heartache or rejection mm-hmm. is that feeling of like, I poisoned that. Like, mm-hmm. I lost that. I for fucked sure. that up. Yep. Um, and I carried that with m- my ex for so long. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, wow, that was the first person that I ever truly loved, and I lost her. Mm-hmm. And that was hard to swallow. So I didn't, and I... (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) Okay, so um, I do... What I like about this letter, other than, like, the traumatizing pain of Mm -hmm. making a a human error... For sure. um, ...is is the question of when do we fight versus when do we respect people's boundaries? Because you and I talk so much about black, 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 respect the black, boundaries, yada, yada. Boundaries are the manifestation of your maturity, yada, Mm -hmm. yada. Um... But there are times to fight, right? There are. I mean, you fought, and now 13 years later, you're back with the, the woman that you so toxically persi- dumped or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just persistent. Yes, that's right. Um, Very well, patient. I didn't fight. Well, I did fight for that poorly, toxically, forever, for sure. yep. right? I didn't respect her boundaries. Yep. Um, and I didn't, it wasn't the same relationship when we got back together. That's so right. it's not like I was fighting for it the same way. Yep. But I have. Um, I have fought for a relationship, mm-hmm. um, and I said, this is still worth it. We should put work into it. Um, I believe in this, and he left me anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Rejection. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I mean, what is the, I guess what I'm wondering from you, Sam, is like, what's the difference between fighting and disrespecting somebody's boundaries? Mm, I think that's a... Uh, a great question. Um, and I think that it's really hard because I think that there is something about saying like, you know, patient persistence is something that can at times pay off. I mean, you were patiently persistent for 13 years, right? And it worked. First of all, we didn't talk for like years. I don't want you to think that I was like slowly calling her every night for 13 years. But I also think, um, I think that it's important in this, Kate, to think about what your motivations are in this, right? Is it, what is motivating you to want to get back together with this dude? Is it because you still love him and want to be with him? Or is it because of the guilt and shame that you have over wrecking this beautiful thing that is like trying to get you to get him to like you again? Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, I think that in this situation, at least for me, and I was, I love this letter because I feel like you and I are going to disagree on it, which Ooh. I don't want the, I don't want the kids to see us fight, but <laughs> uh, no, but I think like, in this situation, for me, he's made it pretty clear that, like, getting together is off the table with his not responding. Like, not having a response is sometimes a response. And I, and I think if he was actually interested in getting together with you and meeting with you, he would have said yes to that, and he didn't. And so now, because you are the person who has caused him a lot of pain and he told you that he is now at a good place, don't be that person that comes back into their life when they're in a good place to stir shit up, right? We talk about that person all the time. Do not be that person. Yeah. He was kind to you and gracious to you and responding to your email. And forgave you. And forgiving and you. And told you that he forgave you. Yes. And then when you asked him to hang out, he didn't respond. And that is a no. So I say... I actually agree no. with you. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm not 21 anymore, first of all. <laughs> been like well this obviously means she wants me to come to her house (laughs) um however i was going to suggest until you laid it out so firmly and beautifully yeah but that's what i I was going to suggest argue with the hail mary (laughs) the hail mary yeah 
Um, I think you, you, you named that. The Hail Mary where you wait a couple weeks, Kate. Yep. Because he gave you an answer, and you're just going to respect the answer for a small amount of time. <laughs> 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 no, I, I would say I agree with Sam 100%. I was going to say if you need to put this to bed, because mm-hmm. I do believe in the, it's not the soft block. It's like the, yeah, it's the Hail Mary or like these are the last words, good night sort yep. of thing. Yep. Um, you can send an email in a couple weeks that just lays it out and says, I'm still in love with you. I can't believe I made this mistake. I'm a human. I've grown. I'm trying really hard to be better. I miss what we had. I want you to be happy. I, I want you to be happy with or without me. Oh, I don't know. It feels weird saying it out loud. Right. I, yeah. think, I think you just have to. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? Nah, no, they're all nodding yeah. their head. <laughs> okay, fuck all of you. <laughs> I'm just a sucker. No, I I'm just... a sucker. <laughs> and I have terrible boundaries. Yeah, bro. Well, I feel like our audience has received an email like that in the past and have been like, oh, fuck that yeah, person. I wrote it. I wrote that email. <laughs> um, I will say this. Yeah. If, because my relationship is apparently the theme of this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, no, it seriously is. <laughs> I did email my girlfriend uh, uh, three years ago to say, hey, I'm really sorry for calling you repeatedly for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like a, just so you know, I'm in New York. I'm thinking about you because I was like back where we used to date. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ju- I just want you to know that I still think so fondly of you. I'm so embarrassed and ashamed still to this day about how I treated you after our, I, uh, we broke up. Um, and I, I hope that you don't see me ta- writing this email as overstepping those boundaries that I overstepped, that I over right. yep. stepped so many times when we were younger. Um, please don't feel the pressure to respond to this. I just wanted you to know that I was thinking of you and I hope you're well. Mm-hmm. And then she wrote me back. <laughs> Did you ever ask her to go get together and she just didn't respond? Yes, that's yeah, actually know. what happened. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, so then what happened was, she's going to hate this episode. <laughs> so then what happened is that I was like, she was like, no, oh my God, I think of you so fondly. Like, is this your number? Like, I, I, like please don't carry that. I remember you. Like, I, she even wrote, you guys want some tea? She even wrote... It's hard to admit, especially to myself, how much I still think about you. Mm. And then the, she had the audacity to not respond to my next email. <laughs> <laughs> and then we didn't talk for another three years, and now we're dating. <laughs> Persistence, uh, my friend. Uh, Just kidding. That's right. One day I'll tell the story. I think uh, somebody asked about, like, how do you, about, about getting back with somebody years later. Right. And they asked me to do it in a check-in. So in the next couple episodes, I'll talk about, like, how that process, how we got back together sure. in a very healthy, yep. not stalkery, not persistent way. I had very good boundaries. You can all say, good job, Sierra. <laughs> Thank you, four of you. <laughs> I love you all very much. Um, okay. okay. Yes. Back to the person who wrote in. Yeah, right. <laughs> and not me. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Kate, saying it out loud, um, it's a very spiky, like, painful pill it's like swallowing you know the baseball bat from walking dead with the nails on it wow yes i'm a writer (laughs) so it's like swallowing that baseball bat oh okay yeah it's really painful to accept that rejection no it is oh my god all of these are tying together we did not plan this no um but saying it out loud you can do a hail mary but maybe do it in a year six months Mm -hmm. right Maybe Never. 10 okay, years. the audience is saying no. 
Sam saying 10 years from now. You just, you just love love so much, and I love that about you. But, but let me... I think... No, no, you're, you're right. I, listen, I'm human. I am... I would do that if this was my situation. I would sit and talk to you, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, what should I do?" And you just and you would say, "Don't email him." And I would say, "But what about?" <laughs> da, da, da. And then I would give you like a thousand other options, and then I would come to the rational conclusion of what you said. Welcome to my life. Yeah, that is that's <laughs> literally how we started the podcast. Um, you but told can- me not to email my girlfriend back. I was like, "Oh my god, so and so." I haven't said her name on the podcast yet. <laughs> I was like, "So and so." emailed me from my past and she was like and you were like that's because you emailed her and then she emailed you back and then you were like let's get together and she didn't respond and then you were devastated i was devastated and i was like who is this woman that i don't know i hate her for hurting my friend yeah he was very defensive (laughs) as Um, always anyway okay not talking about that anymore okay but (laughs) okay but let's get back to kate um kate in in lieu of writing that letter Mm -hmm. i'm going to offer you something and that is, what do you need to hear him say? Sam and I will say it for you. That's right. And I think that's what I wanted to end with on this is like, we, I want to affirm that you are still a good person despite the fact that you cheated on this man. Yes. And whether or not this man likes you has nothing to do with whether or not you are a good person. Yes, absolutely. And you talk about mourning this relationship. You have to, you have to, what, wake up tomorrow in the new reality, the new understanding that the, the that this relationship is not a part of your future right now. Yep. I mean, not to talk about my relationship again, but <laughs> I unfriended her on Facebook, yep. and I wrote that letter originally three years ago, mentally doing the work to say like, this is nothing. I'm not doing a hail mary right now. Like, I I mm-hmm. had to put it to bed, and even when we reconnected, I had to say none of this moves forward unless it's exactly on my term, you know, like I I had to restructure my whole, it's a totally different relationship. So you need to, you need to bury that relationship because even if you got back together, it would be a different relationship because he's a different person now. And so are you. Absolutely. You're not going to have this relationship back and that's really hard. And I know, I know you want to hear him say it, Mm -hmm. but do you want to hear him say it? Right. Do you want to hear him say the words? I don't want to be with you. Absolutely. Because the silence is saying it right now. That's right. And I think that that is probably what he's trying to spare you from by not not responding to the email. And I I know that that is really, really hard to hear. And I don't want us to come across as sounding callous because of it. But you need to hear it and feel it if you're going to begin to move on from this. Because this relationship, love, it's, it's gone. Yes. It's gone. And, and that sucks. It yeah, sucks a like lot. Yeah, let's like sit in that. Right? Let's let's get some like ice cream and some mimosas and like watch Gilmore Girls on repeat. Like whatever we need to do to get through this, right? But it is sad. It it sucks that this is the reality, but until you accept that this is the reality, you can't move forward. I again, another metaphor. The door isn't sh- shut. The door isn't cracked. There is no door. There's no door. There's no door. It's it- like the Sims. <laughs> <laughs> The house is on fire and everyone's screaming and there's no door. <laughs> um, but listen, Kate, mourning happens just like death and loss. Mm-hmm. Mourning happens in stages, in times. Grief looks different every single day. Absolutely. Every single day, grief looks different. And you need to give yourself permission to mourn, to move on, to envision yourself as a whole 
healing person without that relationship. You're mm-hmm. not you're not walking around with the ghost of that relationship anymore. Yep. Because I want to know too, how long are you going to punish yourself for this? Because guess what, Kate? You could do it forever. Yep. You can punish yourself forever. But we don't want that for you. Mm-hmm. Sam and I don't want that for you. And your heart doesn't want that. You deserve to let yourself go, to heal, to grieve. And it's okay to be sad. It's okay. Absolutely. Yep. Breakups are fucking horrible. They are. And then add infidelity, add mistakes, add literally... The smorgasbord of humanness, Mm -hmm. which is the ability to hurt others and yourself, Mm -hmm. the ability to make mistakes. We all are capable of that every moment of our day. You are never going to walk through this world not disappointing someone. Though, isn't that the truth? Um, But allow yourself to start healing this. You did a very beautiful, brave thing to reconnect with him, and I'm glad it felt good, and I'm glad you guys got to say those things to each other. Absolutely. And cherish that. He, 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 He responded. He did. He engaged with you, and that was and an olive branch. Forgave but you that too. branch is not a part of a tree. Right. It's just a branch. And <laughs> and now you can't the- climb that shit. <laughs> There's no roots. Yes. Uh, but now the bold and beautiful thing to do is to accept that this relationship is over, and that you are giving yourself the opportunity to move on from it. Wow, bold and beautiful. What? And and I love that it's like the radical, uncomfortable thing that we're not giving ourselves. That's right. Like the bold and beautiful thing that I would do in my life right now is to is to fucking commit to writing this fucking novel. You know, like <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking about like the things that we know we should do, but we like. For sure. Tiptoe around and um, deny ourselves, right? Yep. What's the bold and beautiful thing that you would do to free? To, it's about freedom. It's about getting to authentic freedom. Yep. Uh, not constantly tell myself I'm not qualified for jobs that right. I am qualified for. You're 100% qualified. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. The bold and beautiful thing is to free yourself, is, Absolutely. To, is to move forward, to live in the now, not to live in the past or in your mistakes. You are free right now. You are forgiven right now. You are Mm -hmm. a whole worthy person right now who deserves to not only get love, but to heal from this. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, we love you. Thank you so much. Thanks for writing, Kate. All right. Amazing. Uh, This brings us to our blind date segment, which is when we try and set you up with something that we think that you're really going to like. This week, our blind date is... It's a book called For the Love of Men by Liz Plank, I think. (laughs) 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 I wrote down her name, and then I'm like, oh my God, is that not her name? Anyway, uh, the tagline is, I didn't write the tagline, but it's something like A New Vision of Masculinity, Mm. and it's all about the ideology that... Um, while we have so much to do when it comes to uh, gender equity um, and, and that women are still so oppressed and have been oppressed for hundreds of thousands of years, right. um, it's the idea that the woman, the idea of what a woman can be is expanding while the idea of what a man can be is staying very much the same and that patriarchy and toxic masculinity hurt men because it limits their ability to be people. Right. And so it's filled with a ton of scientific studies on this. It's the idea that when in front of a woman, a man will eat 90% more pizza. This is a study. When in the presence of a woman, he will eat 90% more pizza. Spencer, we're going to try it later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway... It's, I like it's, that I'm not a man in your it's scenario. Research, <laughs> it's research-based. First of all, we will go slice for slice, bitch. <laughs> it's research-based. Um, uh, she's a journalist, a feminist journalist. It's a great book. Um, I've been really enjoying it. And it's really... Um, 
so many of our letters talk about um, toxic masculinity, and I think that in this movement of, of equality that we're, we're moving towards, we do often forget that patriarchy harms everyone, mm-hmm. um, toxic masculinity harms everyone, the idea that a man can walk into a boardroom and potentially be fired because he wears a skirt, even though a woman can wear pants, skirts, whatever. Right. We're talking about a, a triangle of fabric right. that dictates our society's rules. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so the book has been in- super helpful, super wonderful. Um, it's called For the Love of Men. Love it. All right. Thank you all for being here. Yes, first of thank all. you, Austin. <laughs> this is, I think, still very surreal for both of so us. So surreal. That, like, I feel so literally lucky. like there are a hundred people in this room, and I thought that a hundred people would listen to our podcast. Yes. <laughs> so like, it's crazy he has very to me low that expectations of me. <laughs> yes, and myself. <laughs> um, so it's just amazing that you all are here, and we just appreciate all of the love that you send us through messages and through the letters that you submit, and for coming to this. Like, it's just I. I'm so in awe of all of you and the way that you are all doing this head and heart work that we is so fucking hard. So yeah. so thank you so much for being here and for participating and asking us a million questions and, and yeah. just being in community with us. We this we love you so much. It is such a genuine project for us and I love your genuine love for it. It means a lot to me. Absolutely. Yeah, and we mean everything we say. So we do. yeah, you want to do the sign off? Yes. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Just Breakup Pod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can send us your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakupPod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review and consider supporting us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for $5 a month, you get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. This literally keeps the lights on and it helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Killed it. Crushed (laughs) it. (laughs) We forgot our scripts. Yeah, so we're like going from memory. (laughs) Original music, recording, editing, producing, everything by my good friend Big Cats. Give it up for Big Cats in the back. Being able to do this podcast with my two best friends has been the greatest gift my life has ever given me, and I love them both very much. Um, Please check out his podcast, the What If Podcast, and remember, the heart may want what it wants, but at the end of the day, at the end of the show, all your heart really needs is you and you to show up for it, right? Show up for yourself, Draw those lines, make those boundaries, make those choices for the life that you actually want to live. It's not too late. The time is now. Change and growth is within your grasp. There's no time limit on that. And you don't need another person to define you or fix you or validate you or make you full. You are real and valid right now. And you're worth the change that you want. If all else fails, just break up. Thank you. Thank you.